With the Royal Rumble less than one week away, we have a ton to cover tonight in the weekend review from Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens showing up on SmackDown. Oh, and don't forget Big E. Guys, the brand split is officially dead. Dewdrop getting her first championship match at the Royal Rumble. We have Sonya Deville versus Naomi next week on SmackDown. And yes, if you're like me, I don't believe that match is going to take place either. But we have Zia Lee returning to an absolutely silly entrance. We'll get to that. And we have a, a great main event in the Usos versus Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens that happened on SmackDown. All this and so much more right after this. Let's talk about supplements for just a minute. The market of supplements is overcrowded, right? It's oversaturated. There's too many to choose from. You just don't know which one you want. You don't know which one's effective, what has potential harmful side effects. Well, I have one that I can tell you with confidence is not only not going to give you any of those negative side effects, but also will provide you with the energy that's sustainable. It doesn't have those crashes. And the product I'm talking about is called Energy Boost. It's from a company called Vitali Boost, and they sell a bunch of other great products. But you can check out the website at vitaliboost.com. That's V-I-T-A-L-I boost.com. So what makes Energy Boost so great? Well, it's made from natural, clinically researched ingredients that include caffeine, B vitamins, and other energy-stimulating nutrients. And it's perfect whether you're working out, gaming, studying, or during those intimate times with your partner. Not only does Energy Boost give you sustained, powerful energy, it's also specifically formulated to avoid those negative effects that I was talking about that some people experience with just consuming caffeine alone. I, I'm a massive coffee drinker. I can tell you the crash is no fun, right? We all know that. Those of us that are Starbucks affectionados or um, wherever you may get your coffee, we all know what that does. This is not going to give you that crash. And Vitality Boost, by the way, is a leader in the supplement uh, energy market. And customers absolutely love them. Right now, they have a 92% five-star review on Judge Me. It's a third-party review platform that only accepts reviews from verified purchases. So you know they're not just creating these manufactured, uh, manufactured reviews. These are real people reviewing the product, honestly. And 92% is a, an amazing, amazing uh, five-star rating review. So... Check out Energy Boost today, risk-free. You can go to VitaliBoost.com. Again, that's V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. You use our promo code WWE for a discount. But if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the science behind Energy Boost, visit my Vitali Boost's health guide at VitaliBoost.com. Uh, again, V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. And right there, you'll find information from peer-reviewed academic journals about the active ingredients in all of Vitali Boost supplements all of these supplements, by the way, are made in the United States. That's cool. And a reminder, go to vitaliboost.com and use our promo code WWE. You'll get a discount on the Energy Boost and all of their other great supplements. So don't miss out, guys. Go check out Energy Boost. And again, it's vitaliboost.com, V-I-T-A-L-I boost.com. So you guys know I don't do a whole lot of clothing brand partnerships unless I really believe in them. And I found one of those today that I want to share with you because it's really inspiring. It's called Hustle, Grind, Grow. So the website is hustlegrindgrow.com. And who they are is really simple. They're a brand that represents people who are willing to do what other people aren't. What that means is relentlessly pushing through every obstacle to achieve your goal and reach the next level for whatever you're trying to achieve. It's for people who refuse to be outworked by anyone else. Hustle, Grind, Grow it can be applied to many different areas of your life from working towards graduation or getting your job, that job promotion that you've wanted, working out, or even starting a new job that others felt was out of your reach. This brand, th their goal is to inspire you to remember that you are capable of greatness. And all you need to do is get some hustle, grind, and grow gear, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. So what kind of gear do they have? And what kind of gear do they have? Very simply, hoodies and t-shirts. And on these t-shirts and these hoodies, what does it say? Things like hard work works, change is inevitable, growth is optional. There are also others that just have the brand on it and say hustle, grind, grow. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee. This gear will inspire you and it will inspire others as they see what you are working for and towards. So check out hustlegrindgrow.com. You can also find them on Instagram at hustlegrindgrow1 or TikTok at hustlegrindgrow1. So check out their gear. It will inspire you 
and I can guarantee that you'll be placing an order soon once you see what they have to offer. So check out hustlegrindgrow.com. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants me. You're gonna acknowledge me. Welcome to the WWE Podcast. Our flagship show is about to begin. That is the week in review. Thank you so much for joining us here on this Sunday, January 23rd, 2022. Everybody, thank you so much for helping this podcast grow. January is not a really great time for for podcasts and downloads and things, but as the months and weeks go on, obviously WrestleMania will help that, but you guys have shown over the last really year or two or three or however long you've been listening to us that you uh, you, you love and support us. And that's not everybody, but I do thank really everybody who's listened to us, at least giving us a chance. We're not for everybody, and that's that's fine. You know, that's why there's millions of podcasts out there, but I'm proud to say that we are consistently in the top 50 of wrestling podcasts in the United States. We occasionally touch the top 20 in Canada, uh, the top 30 in Germany. And, you know, my goal is to, especially in the United States, given it's my, my home country, uh, I'd like to be able to get into the top 10. And that's only going to be done with the help of you, the listener who has been there since my, our, our inception and continues to uh, help us grow. And the best way you can do that, if you're like, hey, you know what, I'm feeling, I'm feeling giving, I'm feeling, I'm feeling in the mood to help the show. Well, go just give us a five-star rating. Anywhere that you have a podcast app, and we are there. Give us a five-star rating. That is the best way. You can also, of course, support us with ad-free on Patreon or on Apple Podcasts. There's a subscription there for both. And I'd encourage you to go head on over to Patreon, especially because we have that Discord server, the beloved Discord server, that allows all of our all of our patrons to chat about wrestling anytime, not just during pay-per-views, but especially since the Royal Rumble is coming up this Saturday, we have a great community of wrestling fans that continues to grow, and we can get you in there. It's a dollar a month to start. That gets you right in the door. And also it gets you every show we do ad free. So not only you get to chat with everybody, but you also get an ad free experience for all the shows. You don't have to hear the sponsors. You don't have to hear those every 10 minute ad breaks. It's a great way to just not only support the show. It's a dollar guys. My goodness. It's a dollar. And I think that's hell of a value. All right. Well, sales pitch concluded. I just want to also give a shout out to Sean Harford who has rejoined us there on Patreon. And uh, Sean, thank you. Long, long time listener. I, I, we haven't connected in a while. So uh, given the tier that you're in, you're eligible to come on the show. So we'll have to set up a separate time. Also, don't forget this week is Mr. And Mrs. Casual Wrestling fan. They are going to be here and they are going to be answering your emails, your emails, guys. I'll be doing voicemails. It's the takeover edition. Every single pay-per-view or now event premiere live event week. We're going to have Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan here to answer all of your questions, and they're doing all the written portion and answering them uh, via, obviously, our podcast, and I'll be doing the voicemails. So one thing, though, you can still continue to send your emails to realwwpodcast at gmail.com, but we actually have an official email now, uh, business email, and that's mailbag at wwepodcast.com. That's mailbag at wwepodcast.com. Com. So it makes us sound a little bit more professional than using a Gmail account, right? Um, but uh, appearance is 99% of reality. So uh, our perception is. I got that wrong. Anyway, before I bury myself any further, that's the new email. But you can you can continue to use the old one. It'll just forward to our new mailbox. So if you prefer and you're like, nah, screw that. I don't want to change it. <laughs> you don't have to. But we now have an official one. All right. Let's jump into the week in review because there's a lot to discuss tonight as uh, we have entered the Royal Rumble week. And as Michael Ritter had said in his uh, his show and put in the headline of his show, the title of his show, he said, what brand split? I mean, mean, it's getting look, look, I'm not going to sit here and rant for an hour. I could, but I won't because I seem to do that on a weekly basis. But I mean, it's getting worse. So WWE is not helping my condition uh, medically for for trying to restrain my disorder that I have with their inability to just stick to their own rules and doing it so egregiously that it's insulting to our intelligence. Now, this week we got Seth Rollins back. We got Kevin Owens. We got Big E. And we'll get to Big E. Big E is not only there 
not only his presence makes no sense, given he's from Raw, but also the fact that they are just burying him twice by having him again assimilate himself with the New Day. That connection will never be broken if they keep strengthening and reminding us exactly what Big E is, uh, has come from. And so I'll get to that later on. But we got a show that just didn't give a, a rat's ass about the the brand split. Usually it's one or one person. This is multiple. This is three massive stars from Raw, nearly their biggest three stars from Raw coming over to SmackDown. And we here here now let me let me actually preface this by saying we did get we did actually get a reason from Michael Cole which was flimsy at best and that is well, it's, since it's Royal Rumble season and all the stars from SmackDown and Raw are going to be in the Royal Rumble match, it's not surprising to see them here. Something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing. Something to that effect that we have them here because it's Rumble season. Yeah, that's not how it works. That's not how a draft works. That's not, that's not, that wasn't stipulated in the rules. It, it didn't say, you know, uh, Rumble season, they're going to be here. Which, by the way, is apparently... Not the only time they go head to head in competition because there's Survivor Series. You know, are we just going to make an exception anytime that there's a cross promotion match that you know, we can have anybody come over from anybody from any brand? It doesn't matter. Just because it's Rumble season. Now, if you remember, I said at least they they need to give us something, anything, even if it's flimsy. But boy, this is really flimsy. I mean, this is this is like taking a piece of loose leaf paper and just letting it flap in the wind. That's how loose this is. Now I know it's something. I'll give them that, but it's, it's as lazy as it gets. It's as lazy as it gets. That's the reason it's rumble season. So what are you going to have them again? at survivor series time. Just everybody just goes crazy. You know, are, are they going to do that at WrestleMania time when there's crossover matches too? Uh, they're going to do it again at SummerSlam because SummerSlam is the, uh, basically the second WrestleMania of the year. They're going to do it then too. Cause you guarantee there'll be cross promotion matches then. Or are they just going to do it randomly also when there's no reason and there's not a big pay-per-view coming? The answer is yes to all of those questions. So there is no brand split, guys. Brand split is there as this loose construct to make it look like they're separate brands. But they'll do what they need to do for storyline's sake, violating their own rules just to fit the storyline of the moment. And they hope and their, their wish and their assumption is that you, the fans, the listeners, don't care. And most of you probably don't. You know, I'll be honest. Not that I'm saying insulting you guys. Maybe I just care more than most. Maybe also because I do a podcast and I like to analyze things more on a on, on deeper level than just, uh, you know, I think most casual fans do. But it's just this illusion of a brand split. At this point, the, the brand split is a complete illusion. And I'm not playing along anymore. I'm just going to go with the assumption that the brand split doesn't exist. So um, let, let's move on. The other thing I want to talk about before we dive into the actual specifics of the, the show is Pat McAfee. Now, I'm a Pat McAfee fan in general. I'm not as wild as some people are about him. I think he's fine. He brings a high energy. He's different. He uh, does that. He's the kind of the straw, straw that stirs the drink on the announce table. It's fine. Good. And I have no problem with him. And I have, I'm not advocating for him to be removed or anything like that. He's fine. He brings high energy. Sometimes he says things that make no sense, and he does things that are a bit self-serving. It's fine. But this week, he actually decided to define what stupendous was, I think, out of criticism of WWE using that word to describe WrestleMania this year. If you forgot, it's the most stupendous two-night event ever, something along those lines. And, and I even criticized it at the beginning. I said, what, stupendous? You couldn't come up with another word? Well, have no fear, because... In case you didn't know what stupendous meant, we had Pat McAfee this week to to, to help us, to, to tell us what stupendous means. And he brought out a dictionary. Unfortunately for him, I think he should have said thesaurus because dictionary does not provide a list of alternate names for the word you're trying to define. He went through a litany of like 15 different words that are synonyms of, of stupendous, fantastic, Awesome. What all these things. And I, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, okay, well, first of all, it's not a dictionary, Pat, you should have brought as a prop. You should have brought a thesaurus because that's what the purpose of a thesaurus is. D you know, dictionary defines the term. It doesn't provide just alternate words for it. That would kind of defeat the purpose of understanding what the word means. But then 
I, you know, I tweeted out, and I'm thinking to myself, and I tweeted right at him, and I said, wonderful, thanks for telling us what the dictionary said, uh, which re- and I said, you meant thesaurus. And um, I said, any of those words, any of them that you said are a better choice than stupendous. I said, pick one. I said, literally every single one of those options that you listed that you thought was very clever to to bring up was infinitely better than stupendous. So Pat, pick any of them other than stupendous. Tell WWE anything. It's stupendous is, does anybody even in like normal conversation use that? Has, has anyone ever used that word just naturally? Has anybody? Bueller? No, I haven't either. So um, I don't know where this came from. Stupendous is a stupendously stupid word to use. <laughs> it just is. It just is. Just pick another one. Pick another one. But uh, we had Pat McAfee out there trying to be the apologist for WWE and defend them. Uh, and, you know, whatever. It's not the hell I'm going to die on. But, Pat, if you're going to use a dictionary, it's defining a term. It doesn't use other words to define the term because you can't define it by using synonyms of the word. Anyway, I digress. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, I'm going to talk about Sonya Deville and I'm going to talk about Naomi. Now, this past week, Sonya Deville got herself another rematch via Adam Pierce's doing with Charlotte for a contenders match for the uh, women's championship. Now, it wasn't said it was a number one contenders match. It didn't say number two contender. It just said contender. But is there every woman by default a contender for the championship? It, the answer is yes. You know how I know the answer is yes? Because all you have to do is attack a champion to get an opportunity. All you have to do is interrupt a champion to eventually get your opportunity. That's all you have to do. But in pro wrestling logic, again, I've never heard of a contenders match before they started implementing this language like six months ago. And now they're telling us a contenders match is, well, it puts her in contention. Well, if she, if she's not a, if she doesn't win this match and she's not a contender, what does that make her a non-contender? How does that exactly make her a non-contender if she, she's been in the women's division for many years? She's held the SmackDown Women's Championship before at WrestleMania 33 in Orlando. I was there. So uh, I think she walked in as champion that that night particularly. She lost it, I believe, though. I think she lost it that night. But my my digress. My point is that contenders matches the language of that. It's just like something they need to slap on the match because they can't just have a match with nothing added extra, no spice to it because they don't trust their ability to create new stars. Like they don't. They don't trust their own product that they've built without adding all this extra, all these extra bells and whistles to every single match. It's so apparent throughout the entire company that they can't rely just solely on their own stars that they have supposedly built or should have been building all of this time. They have to add these ancillary things and slap labels on things that don't make sense or try to illusion you into believing it's a more important match than it actually is. They add, you know, a third or fourth or fifth person to a match. They call it a contenders match. There's a championship match, at least one championship match on every single TV show now. Always champion tag team championships. Universal championship has been done. WWE's been championships has been done multiple times. You know, uh, especially the well, 24-7 title speaks for itself. The women's championship, the intercontinental, the all of them. Nobody is safe anymore, and they're all. It's really just speaking to the larger problem of them trying to use these superficial additives to their matchups because they haven't been able to create deep characters with deep stories and emotionally connect. And so they hope that the fans will care about all these little things that they add when in reality, the foundation of what makes pro wrestling great, which is great stories and, and, and uh, characters you can relate and, and live vicariously through has failed. They're trying to add this superficial crap, but um, all right, <laughs> I'm starting off really on a negative note, but let's get to Naomi and Sonya Deville, as I said, and Naomi ends up getting screwed for the 905th time by Sonya Deville, who just announces herself as the referee and ends up getting booted out of the ring by Charlotte accidentally as, as Naomi kicks Charlotte into Naomi. Naomi goes to the outside. Naomi then hits rear view on Charlotte and goes for the pin. You could have counted the six or ten. Naomi or uh, Sonya Deville is on the outside of the ring, not exactly in a hurry to get into the ring to count the three. And then Naomi again 
who just continues to look more foolish by the week, gets in the face of Naomi or uh, Sonya Deville, and then Charlotte ends up chop locking her and uh, going with the uh, figure eight. Now so- uh, Naomi did not tap out, but Sonya Deville did the old uh, Montreal screw job finish that has been redone and rehashed and reworked a million times. And Sonya Deville calls for the bell, and uh, Naomi loses the match. I mean, you, you kind of saw that one coming. And then in the back, Adam Pierce says, you know, that was way over the line. Uh, you know, he, he has Eric Bischoff also in the room. I don't know what Eric Bischoff's doing there, but he has Eric Bischoff there <clears throat> talking about what leadership is and that Adam Pierce needs to show leadership. And he, Adam Pierce, addresses Sonia and tells her that with Eric Bischoff in the room, that you know, what you did has crossed the line and that he's spoken up her management and that he they, they they agree and he agrees that they should have a match one on one next week. There's a few things wrong with this. Number one, well, what the hell's Eric Bischoff doing in there? Just floating backstage trying to see if anybody wants advice on leadership? I don't know. I love Eric Bischoff. I do. I really love the guy, one of the best GMs in the history of WWE. But I don't know what the hell he's doing there. He's not a WWE official. He's not in any kind of managerial position. He's just kind of a a, a, a was or a has-been GM, I, I guess. And then you have Adam Pierce telling Sonya, well, that's uh, that crossed the line. What about the last five months, Adam? Did you have your head in the sand? H- have you been watching anything that's been going on? You know, literally the segment after she does something, she comes back and you guys just make more matches and you don't say anything about it. But this crossed the line to, to put her in a match? Really? Not last week when she screwed her uh, blatantly or when she slapped Naomi across the face or beat her up multiple times or hid behind her suit or verbally abused her for several months, ignored her, not given, given her a match yeah, for months and months and months. But no, 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 no. This, this is the one that he finally says, oh, well, now you cross the line. But the other five months, eh, it's just, it's under the rug. Just put that aside. Or I just did, I pretend we didn't notice. So that's number two that it just makes, doesn't make sense. Number three, why would you make this at the Royal Rumble? You know, if your goal is to make the pay-per-view as big as possible or the live event, premier live event as big as possible, why would you not want to put it on a pay-per-view? Jeez, I said it again. It's going to take a while to get that out of my uh, blood, right? Pay-per-view. The event. <laughs> it's uh, So why would you not want, want it on your event, your big event? Well, I think the answer is that we're not going to get a real match next week, and it's finally going to lead to Sonya one more time screwing Naomi but then Vince comes out or somebody in corporate comes out, uh, addresses Sonya and says, if you don't face Naomi at Royal Rumble, then you are fired. I mean, it has to come to that where Naomi's job or Sonya Deville's job is on the line, where she is backed into an absolute corner and she cannot find another way out. And probably also not just symbolically box her in, but actually physically box her in and potentially allows uh, Naomi to to uh, name the stipulation and put her in a steel cage. Yeah, I think this one actually deserves hell in a cell, personally. You know, after all the torment that she has had. And you know, so that's what I think it is. It's really next week's a setup to where then management's really going to put their foot down and say, you do this or you're fired, and Naomi gets to pick the stipulation. Now, one thing I'll say is that when Naomi finally gets her revenge, if she, and she will eventually get this match, if one rear view is all that she does and then she wins the match and then claims that as victory, I'm going to lose my, my mind because you can't tell me five months of being tortured. And again, it makes you look stupid that you didn't go to management, you know, after the first week and saying, hey, uh, you know, I'm being abused here. Does anyone care? Right. Like, why is this happening to me? And go above her. Like Sonya Deville is not the chairman. She's not the end all be all. There are people above her, Naomi. So. If the only one rear view is given to Sonya Deville and Naomi's like, yay, I won. I got my revenge. We're even, uh, you know, even Steven. No, Naomi needs to bludgeon Sonya Deville. That's the whole point of building up a feud like this, where you just build the heat and build the heat and build the heat. And you want to see Sonya Deville absolutely get pummeled to the point. Of, I actually want to see blood. If, the, if there could be blood in this one, there should be blood in this one. They won't do it because <clears throat> PG and, and obviously the, given the state of things in the world, they wouldn't purposefully do blood. But this one, if we could, in a, in a perfect world, in my pro wrestling fantasy, 
this one would have blood all over the place, and that's of Sonya Deville's spilled everywhere. Uh, if it's too bad this is in the Attitude Era and, and having at least Attitude Era TV ratings. Because if this was the Attitude Era, these two women would be in a bra and panties match. But I'm talking about like the TV rating, TV 14. So it's just a shame. But if, if Naomi just goes, yeah, you know, my ass in her face, uh, that's enough. One of them, she learned her lesson. Uh, that would be a catastrophic failure. Naomi needs to, she, we need to see her snap. We need to see her actually sh- like ha- show she has a set, so to speak. We need to see that she has fury and fight and, and not just go, oh, give me more. I'm, I'm going to give you the mean face. I'm going to give you the mean face. Don't make me do it, Sonya. I'm, I'm going to look at you and I'm going to snarl. That's it. I'm doing it, right? That's all she's done for the last five months is that. We need to see more. So I will be extremely disappointed. I'll be right out, flat out pissed if that's all they do. And Naomi claims, well, eh, yeah, well, she learned her lesson. No, nonsense. All right, I'm going to take a breath. We're going to take a break. We're going to give a little bit of love to the sponsors of the show tonight. And then uh, we'll be right back after this. Let's talk about supplements for just a minute. The market of supplements is overcrowded, right? It's oversaturated. There's too many to choose from. You just don't know which one you want. You don't know which one's effective, what has potential harmful side effects. Well, I have one that I can tell you with confidence is not only not going to give you any of those negative side effects, but also will provide you with the energy that's sustainable. It doesn't have those crashes. And the product I'm talking about is called Energy Boost. It's from a company called Vitali Boost, and they sell a bunch of other great products. But you can check out the website at vitaliboost.com. That's V-I-T-A-L-I boost.com. So what makes Energy Boost so great? Well, it's made from natural, clinically researched ingredients that include caffeine, B vitamins, and other energy-stimulating nutrients. And it's perfect whether you're working out, gaming, studying, or during those intimate times with your partner. Not only does Energy Boost give you sustained, powerful energy, it's also specifically formulated to avoid those negative effects that I was talking about that some people experience with just consuming caffeine alone. I'm a massive coffee drinker. I can tell you the crash is no fun, right? We all know that. Those of us that are Starbucks, affectionados, or um, wherever you may get your coffee, we all know what that does. This is not going to give you that crash. And Vitality Boost, by the way, is a leader in the supplement uh, energy market. And customers absolutely love them. Right now, they have a 92% five-star review on JudgeMe. It's a third-party review platform that only accepts reviews from verified purchases. So you know they're not just creating these manufactured uh, manufactured reviews. These are real people reviewing the product, honestly. And 92% is a, an amazing, amazing uh, five-star rating review. So... Check out Energy Boost today, risk-free. You can go to VitaliBoost.com. Again, that's V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. You use our promo code WWE for a discount. But if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the science behind Energy Boost, visit my Vitali Boost's health guide at VitaliBoost.com. Again, V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. And right there, you'll find information from peer-reviewed academic journals about the active ingredients in all of Vitali Boost's supplements All of these supplements, by the way, are made in the United States. That's cool. And a reminder, go to VitaliBoost.com and use our promo code WWE. You'll get a discount on Energy Boost and all of their other great supplements. So don't miss out, guys. Go check out Energy Boost. And again, it's VitaliBoost.com, V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. So you guys know I don't do a whole lot of clothing brand partnerships unless I really believe in them. And I found one of those today that I want to share with you because it's really inspiring. It's called Hustle, Grind, Grow. So the website is hustlegrindgrow.com. And who they are is really simple. They're a brand that represents people who are willing to do what other people aren't. What that means is relentlessly pushing through every obstacle to achieve your goal and reach the next level for whatever you're trying to achieve. It's for people who refuse to be outworked by anyone else. Hustle, Grind, Grow it can be applied to many different areas of your life from working towards graduation or getting your job, that job promotion that you've wanted, working out, or even starting a new job that others felt was out of your reach. This brand, th- their goal is to inspire you to remember that you are capable of greatness. And all you need to do is get some hustle, grind, and grow gear, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. So what kind of gear do they have? And what kind of gear do they have? Very simply, hoodies and t-shirts. 
And on these t-shirts and these hoodies, what does it say? Things like hard work works, change is inevitable, growth is optional. There are also others that just have the brand on it and say hustle, grind, grow. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee. This gear will inspire you and it will inspire others as they see what you are working for and towards. So check out hustlegrindgrow.com. You can also find them on Instagram at hustlegrindgrow1 or TikTok at hustlegrindgrow1. So check out their gear. It will inspire you. And I can guarantee that you'll be placing an order soon once you see what they have to offer. So check out hustlegrindgrow.com. Welcome back to the WWE Podcast. Let's get back to more great wrestling audio. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. We've got uh, some more stuff, obviously, to talk about as we roll on. And I'm going to try to find something a little more positive as the show really just got off on a very negative, ranting kind of way. And, hey, it is what it is. That's how I feel. If, if you guys don't like it, I mean, I, 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 you know, that's just I don't want to produce a show that we're not authentic in. And when I have things that I want to get off my chest, we do it here. We don't pull any punches just for ratings. It's like you love us. If you love us, you hate us. If you hate us. That's all. No big deal. Lots of other shows out there. Uh, but obviously, you should only be listening to this show. Like, no other show. If you listen to this show and I find out that you have any other subscriptions for podcasts, you're going to be banned from the show. There's there's no two ways about it. I will ban you. All right. Uh, as I continue my threatening uh, tone with all the listeners, which I find is the best way to, uh, to, to gain listeners, let's continue on. And let's talk about Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins who seem to be really gelling as a team. Again, they're on SmackDown and Raw now. Fine. We've already talked about that. But this week, it was proposed that if Seth Rollins beats the, uh, the Usos in a tag team match, that Seth Rollins would have the Usos banned from ringside at the Royal Rumble during their, his championship match with Roman Reigns. And if Seth Rollins loses with his tag partner that was not yet to be named, then he would lose his opportunity at the Royal Rumble. Given these stipulations, you knew there was exactly a 0% chance that Seth Rollins was going to lose this match one way or another. And it turned out that Kevin Owens was his tag team partner. It was revealed right away. And Kevin Owens continues to call him his best friend, which is really, I guess, a throwback to when he was friends with Jericho, the whole friendship festival of friendship. Anytime he's with somebody like Sami Zayn, he calls him his best friend, and then he turns on him. So... It's hilarious that he does this. He knows he's doing this because anytime he emphasizes best friend, it's kind of a, a callback to every time he says that about somebody he's teaming with, it will eventually turn on. So it's it's just kind of funny there. The other thing worth noting is that Seth Rollins called out John Moxley by name. You know, the, the, when at the beginning of the show, when Seth and Ro, uh, Roman Reigns were going at it verbally, Seth called back to myself and Mox holding you up. Not even referring to him as Ambrose, referring to him as Mox. Now, he didn't say John Moxley. He used the smallest abbreviation of his name that you could use. And I think that's as far as it was allowed, I'm sure. But this also does beg the question and further our our thoughts here on the show, at least mine. I I don't know if I can speak for the other co-hosts, that John Moxley could be indeed the backdoor, forbidden door Royal Rumble entrant. Now, given all the bad things that Ambrose said about Vince on his way out, I don't know if that's going to prohibit him from being that guy or if Dean is not interested at all or if that would be bad for his brand. I don't know. Uh, But I I do believe that John Moxley, i.e. Dean Ambrose, could be on the table for a surprise return at the Rumble. It's it's crazy to think about, and, and I would bet against it, but I think he's a real possibility along with Jericho. As I said before, CM Punk is an extreme outlier. MJF is an extreme outlier. I don't think you'd ever see those two given their brands and what it would mean and how much it would destroy the integrity of their characters and really undermine AEW as a whole because I think AEW is built upon those that are loyal to their brand and have a an alternative feel to them, so to speak, or a kind of an anti-WWE aura about them and that they built their careers around being the anti-authority and to go back to get a collective paycheck to just come back to AEW fans would reject them outright. 
Now, MJF, I guess, could be the one to do it. MJF could be a guy to do it because he's already a heel and then get hated even further. But the problem is like it would it would put heat on the company itself. I think they would uh, lose a lot of goodwill of fans by doing it. It would actually be damaging as a company to AEW uh, for MJF or CM Punk to go. Jericho at this point, I mean, I don't think there's a whole lot of stock left in Jericho, honestly. I mean, he's, he's such in the twilight of his career. I don't think it would be that damaging. Moxley... I, I have my th- I have my thoughts and or have my uh, my hesitations, but it's a possibility. So I wanted to bring that to your attention as I have said that Moxley is a a at least in the conversation in the realm of possibility of showing up the up at the Rumble. I would still bet against it, but my jaw wouldn't drop if he did. The crowds would. I'll tell you, the crowd is going to lose their minds if John Moxley shows up at the Royal Rumble, makes an appearance. So we'll have to see there. But uh, the team here of Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins is gelling well. They end up having a really good uh, main event match with the Usos with a lot at stake. And then just as Seth Rollins was about to get the victory after hitting the stomp, I think it was on Jimmy Uso, we had Roman Reigns show up and Superman punch Seth Rollins, which caused a disqualification, which also caused Seth Rollins to win by default, which means his championship match is intact. And the reason that Roman Reigns did that, I think, is fairly self-evident that he was avoiding the shame of a, of a loss and rather just took the disqualification. So Roman Reigns still playing the heel here. For those that are, have really felt that he's trending babyface, this week I think took a step back from that as he calls the disqualification. And Seth and KO played the babyfaces here even though they're the heels. I guess you got to... WWE is playing an odd game of forcing the fans to choose between the lesser of two evils. And it's not just this matchup between Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns at, uh, at the pay-per-view or at the, I'm sorry, at the Royal rumble event this Saturday. And they're also playing games with uh Dewdrop and Becky Lynch over on raw, both heels. The main event of this show on SmackDown were both heels. Uh, Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley are doing a kind of a weird double turn. There's a lot of movement in the babyface heel category, and I don't know where everything's going to shake out, which is why I put in the title of this episode that there are so many possibilities still left and so many balls in the air. I can't keep it straight. I've never seen a Royal Rumble season like this. Never. I've never seen one that is in such turmoil, and I don't mean that in a bad way because there are a lot of great possibilities out there and so many theories and possible returns and Brock dropping the belt. He's not going to drop the belt. There's going to be a championship versus championship match at the, uh, at, at WrestleMania where the belt belts are going to be united. Um, Roman's going to drop it to Seth, but then he's going to challenge Brock for the WWE championship. There's guys, I, I can't keep it straight. And what about Drew McIntyre and all this? Where's he? I know he's injured, but he should be back in time to get in the mix for WrestleMania. You have Oscar looming out there for the Raw Women's Championship that I alluded to on the uh, news brief. I did a news brief, actually, earlier today. If you haven't heard that, I talked about five potential massive things that could happen on this Raw uh, tomorrow night. There could be some some big implications for the Royal Rumble event. So things are heating up, and things are heating up in, in, in a way that it's, it's kind of like pick your own rabbit hole. like and, you know, Choose your own adventure, except pick your rabbit hole and go down it, because everybody's theories and everybody's uh, you know everybody's logic everybody's narrative is valid i think unless it's completely off the wall there's so many different things so this royal rumble event is going to be one of the more interesting ones that we've ever seen because of the unpredictability that is just absolutely um, at a 10 out of 10 right now so um enjoy the unpredictability because a lot of times as fans we complain everything's so predictable everything's so predictable if you're telling me that this Royal Rumble event is predictable, I'd love to have a conversation with you because something's not right with you. <laughs> I, I, you know, unless you are secretly a part of the writing team in WWE, you can't tell me with any high certainty that you have a lock on any certain championship match, nearly any championship, especially the top ones. This is a tumultuous time in WWE. They, they have everything up in the air. And it's about to land on the ground, and we're going to see where everything lands. But, all right, let's continue on. Um, Oh, Paige is also heavily rumored. Even Paige sent out a tweet. Hi, Twitter. It's me again, or something like that, about nine hours ago. So she knows she's she's trending on Twitter right now, and Paige is a heavy favorite, even though she's not even an active competitor right now. 
at least that we know. And, you know, so we'll, we'll deal with that if and when it happens. But uh, let's continue on with SmackDown. Uh, let's see here. Um, Viking Raiders defeat Los Lotharios after in, in a very, very quick match with a Viking experience. Now, the only reason that the Viking Raiders had such a dominant performance is because they are challenging for the tag team titles. That's it. That's all. No other, no other reason to get excited other than that. And boy, are they trying to make the raid chest thump a thing? They're really trying to make that a thing. Yeah, it, it's like fetch. Fetch isn't going to happen. Right? <laughs> oh, gosh. Mean Girls. Mean Girls reference. What if my guilty pleasures? I'll say that off the bat. I'm going to lose some listeners for this, losing my man card, whatever. Mean Girls? I don't know why. That, to me, that's it's such a great movie. I, I, I was never involved in any of the Mean Girls clubs, obviously, but I was, I don't know, if, if you went through high school, even as a, as a guy, you saw these clubs, these cliques, these groups of girls, and it's just, uh, it's very relatable, even though you weren't a part of actually that. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know how the hell, I never thought I'd talk about Mean Girls on here, so I'm sure somebody will mention that in my voicemail. There's a little uh, ammunition for you there, Owen, or uh, I don't know. How about this crisis, or I'm sorry, Kanye Twitty. I have a feeling that uh, this is going to be a trash segment. Matt saying he likes Mean Girls. Trash. Can, can you not hear it? Yeah, it's in my brain too. I can feel it. It's coming. All right. Anyway, uh, Kofi Kingston defeats Mad Cat Moss via pinfall on SmackDown after landing Trouble in Paradise. This is what the description reads via CBS Sports. Kingston redeemed his loss to Moss last week with King Woods, King Woods out injured. Kingston enlisted New Day buddy Big E to counteract Corbin's shenanigans. Post-match, Big E delivered a big ending to Moss. Well, Kofi Kingston got this victory even if Big E didn't exist because Moss, or rather, Corbin didn't try any antics to have uh, help Moss win. So I guess Moss, or rather Big E, was there for a protection from a post-match beatdown? I don't know. Um, but... Here, here's where things are just for me beyond the, the draft thing, which I already mentioned many times throughout the show. It's kind of like the theme of the show is the draft doesn't exist anymore. Credit to Michael uh, Ritter, who uh, came up with that topic or came up with that phrase. By the way, go follow his podcast, Football Function. Excellent show. Great as we are. It's, it's a great show not, and great timing because the playoffs are going on as we speak. Uh, so subscribe and, and uh, support him on Football Function. But... My bigger issue with Biggie being there, without it, again, <laughs> is draft aside, they continue at every turn to stifle and mitigate Biggie's singles career. Every single time you think they're taking a step forward, and they do, it seems like they take a step forward. Biggie starts to get a lot more serious in his promos. He continually has great matches. He feels like he belongs as a single star. He has a good presence about him. He's likable. All these things, right? They take two steps back almost immediately and put him back with the New Day in some form or fashion. They put him back with Kofi to defend this week to defend Kofi from a beatdown. They'll every time there's a paper or excuse me, a live event, a premier live event, formerly known as pay-per-views, they will have Big E reuniting with Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods backstage doing some silly antics and gyrations and pancakes and I don't know, inside jokes and, and all these just ridiculous things. But to me, what I want to focus on is not the, the new day awfulness. I've done that too many times. I want to focus on Big E's career, singles career. They continue to hurt him, maybe without even knowing they're hurting him. Yes, he's Kofi's friend, but right now, the risk of Kofi getting a beatdown is not as serious as the risk of Biggie's singles career being mitigated and being slowed down and being limited by WWE continually reminding us he's really just a part of the New Day, right? Like ah, he's, he's still he's still that lovable, fun guy that was in the New Day there to help his friend. It's it's um. Just it's really just mind it's baffling to me that when they feel they, and I see progress that they continually go back to new day new day new day there's there there couldn't be a worse design to help push somebody forward than continually reminding the audience that he was a part of a group that he's still kind of part of that group 
and it's more important than his singles career. There is nothing to me worse by design than having somebody who was part of a group just continually every like month or so go back to that group or reunite with that group in some form or fashion. It's, I don't think they can, I don't think they know what they're doing. I don't think they see that, that negative side effect. I think they just see, Oh, it's another big star on SmackDown. Let's get the rating up. It'll make Fox happy. Oh, it's Royal Rumble season. No, uh, whatever. They just see that part of it and go, Oh, we'll see. He's Kofi's friend. It makes sense. Instead of thinking to ourselves, wait a minute. Um, are we still, are we trying to push Big E? Yeah, so if we're trying to push him in a singles career, why the hell are we continuing to put him back with a new day? To to avoid Kofi getting beat down? Yeah, that's worth it. It's it's maddening. If you're a Big E fan, and I am, believe it or not, I am. In ring and on the mic, he's shown a lot of promise. They bring him back, and they bring him back, and they bring him back. Just when you think he's out, they pull you back in. Isn't there an old saying on that or something in, in wrestling? It's like a, Maybe it is just a wrestling industry phrase where just when you think you're out they pull you back in somebody said that famously and i can't remember who it is but that's what it is a biggie that's what it is it's like a rubber band he think he's out he's out he's out and then it snaps right back right back to the new day he's almost back to square one almost all right uh but kofi kingston gets the win nobody cares and uh kofi kingston is really just being sold as how creative can he get for this year's royal rumble Instead of the the announcer saying, hey, maybe he can actually win it. You know, they just rely on the creativity of his avoidance of eliminations, like jumping on chairs and doing handstands and whatever other nonsense he does. Instead of actually focusing on the match, they focus on these silly antics that he has done during the match. Instead of trying to make it a little more serious, like, hey, there's a once in a lifetime opportunity here. Why are we not? considering Kofi being a part of that conversation, you know, instead of just worrying about, and the announcers were just pushing the narrative that tune in, tune in on Saturday at the, at the Royal Rumble event. And you'll be able to see a new creative way that Kofi doesn't get eliminated. I mean, I, I, you know me, I, I'm no Kofi fan at all. I'm probably the last person on earth that would cheer for Kofi Kingston, but that's not a good narrative to push. I don't think. Uh, Aaliyah defeats Natalia via disqualification after Natalia stomped an endless mud hole. Boy, I'm thinking of Stone Cold here. Into her opponent. Much was made pre-match of Aaliyah's record-setting sub-four-second win over Natalia last week. And here's again. And guys, I really didn't think this was going to be that big of a kind of a, do I dare say negative? I guess critique show. There's talk about putting deodorant on it. And masking what I'm really saying. Uh, this, to me, look, Summer Rae, no disrespect. When they saw Summer Rae in the, cl- in the, cr- in the cloud, yeah, in the crowd, and the announcer, the ring announcer, announced her as WWE legend, Summer Rae. I'm like, did I hear that right? Did WWE legend? L- legend. Now, WWE has caught a lot of flack for this, so this is not anything original that I'm saying or new or whatever. I feel like I'm jumping on the bandwagon here and piling on. I don't care because I still feel this way. So yes, it's not original. That's fine because here's how I really feel about this legend. I tweeted this out and before I even knew that this had been a big thing and actually summer Ray responded to it too and said that this is WWE's call. I, it wasn't my call to say this. You know, I just do what I'm told, but name one significant thing summer Ray has done in her career. Just one. She hasn't won a championship. She's never won a women's championship. What has she done? To somebody out there. I have a feeling we're going to get crickets. Outside of, oh, she's a pretty face. Are, are we just going to name all pretty faces in WWE that didn't do anything significant as legends now? That's the standard we've set. That's, that's what WWE has essentially told us. That you don't really need to do anything significant. You just need to be a familiar face from the past and you're automatically labeled as a legend. I, I couldn't believe they said legend. Legends to me are Rock, Austin, Taker, even Big Show, Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Yokozuna, Ric Flair, Legion of Doom, 
Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Triple H. Those guys, legends, among many others, uh, especially wrestling's past that I wasn't a generation of, but I still am privy to. Bobby the Brain Heenan. Paul Heyman is. Brock Lesnar is. Roman Reigns is and will be. Seth Rollins, I think, is borderline. You know, so these are the men and women. Becky Lynch, I think, is one in the making. You know, uh, I think in, in terms of perspective, you look back and say Trish Stratus is probably there. Lita is probably there in the women's division. Men and women like this are legends. Summer Ray? What? I mean, I don't want to make too big of a deal of this, but I've never heard a more egregious statement of labeling somebody something that they're not. I, I again, Summer Ray, the human being, no disrespect to her, but your professional career does not come anywhere in the same universe as a legend. I'm sorry. I mean, that's just a fact. It's just a fact. Now, they may have said, well, how do you want us to address her? She's not a Hall of Famer. Well, if she's not a Hall of Famer, how can she be not? How can she be a legend without being a Hall of Famer? That doesn't make sense. If you're a Hall of Famer, that doesn't automatically mean you're a legend. Legend is automatically in the Hall of Fame. That's a given. But legend is somebody that has transformed the business, has had a longstanding, impactful, needle-moving career. Does that describe Summer Rae in any capacity? Yeah, I think the answer is no on that. So they announce her as a legend. Everybody rolls their eyes. And I was with that eye rolling. But um, even more crazy, we get, I guess, equally crazy. Zia Lee comes in to make the save after Natalia was beating down Aaliyah. Aaliyah gets the victory, so she's quote-unquote undefeated. Zia Lee comes out. And I look, I'm fine with an, a Japanese performer coming out. Uh, I think that's a, a hole that's needed. Asuka, of course, when she comes back, can team with her or can maybe she'll be on Raw. So there's I don't just actually think I think where she'll be is Raw because Zia Lee kind of fits that che- or, uh, checks that box over on SmackDown. You have Asuka over on Raw. <clears throat> and so Zia Lee comes out to make the save because she's the protector. No, what exactly is she, is she the protector of? I don't know. Maybe the, the Earth realm. I'm sensing a lot of Raiden from Mortal Kombat. Those of you that are Mortal Kombat fans know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, if <laughs> this entrance, this entrance must look so silly in person. She's doing all these like kind of ninja moves that are supposed to be taken seriously. And she's lightning around her and the crowd just kind of staring at her when she's doing like, hiya, hiya, and doing like these like martial arts stances as she comes out. And I, I have nothing against Zia in the ring, but man, in person, this has got to be an absolute joke of an entrance because it's so reliant on the special effects that in person, people are just standing there not reacting at all. And they're like two, two inches from her on the, in the aisle row. And they're just, I mean, I, I, I saw a couple people crack smiles. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's a very WWE entrance, isn't it? You know, um, I, I just, I'm just thinking to myself, like in person, this must be the most ridiculous looking entrance ever in the history of bad entrances. Um, now, now I shouldn't say that, that probably went a little too far, but you catch my drift. It's just not good. And she's, what exactly is she the protector of? We don't know. She's just the protector and that's good enough for Vince right now. But yeah, I, I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm sensing a lot of Raiden Mortal Kombat vibes. So um, I don't know. Maybe she's there to uh, oversee the next Mortal Kombat tournament. I don't know. Make sure that uh, Liu Kang doesn't, uh, what, break the rules? <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know why the hell I'm talking about Mortal Kombat. Let's move on. Uh, okay. Charlotte Flair, we already talked about that. Uh, Sami Zayn delivered the insane sequel, attempting to recreate Jackass star Johnny Knoxville's earliest stunt. Zayn tasered himself, uh, apparently, and then Knoxville came out and snatched the taser, saying it had to been turned on, and then stuck Zayn, sending him to the canvas. And Knoxville concluded by tossing Zayn out of the ring prior to his Royal Rumble entry. Boys, Sami Zayn's fallen from uh, fallen from grace, hasn't he? I mean, he can talk and he's getting a lot of airtime, so there is that argument to be made. But in terms of positioning, he's being used as a essentially a kind of a vehicle to promote jackass. And he's going to, I guess, pun intended, look like the jackass at the end of this, because, yes, Johnny Knoxville is not going to win. 
but you know he's probably going to eliminate Sami Zayn from the Royal Rumble. And then Sami Zayn's going to eliminate him, again, which doesn't make sense, because if he's already been eliminated, you can't eliminate somebody that's already eliminated. They're a non-factor in the match. They're not a legal participant anymore. That'll happen probably with Sami Zayn in Knoxville, but also many others throughout the entire night. But we are going to you know, see Sami Zayn go from the brilliance that he was in NXT, feuding with Kevin Owens, to the legitimate Intercontinental Champion where Braun Strowman was chasing him before COVID hit, to now he's essentially just a uh, an ongoing joke as a heel. Now he's great on the mic, don't get me wrong, and I'd love to see him taken more seriously, but I, I just don't like the, the place that he's in being used to uh, put over the Jackass Forever movie, which is all he's being used to do. This is one big, long-running infomercial for Jackass Forever. That's all this is. And I never like seeing outsiders come in, being able to just toss wrestlers over the top and do whatever they want with them, make them look like the fool. But here we go. Um, so moving on. Sheamus versus Ricochet. Let's talk positive. Sheamus and Ricochet. I enjoyed this. Boy, Sheamus and Ricochet, or at least that, that brogue kick he can sell, huh? My God. It's good stuff. Uh, we got, uh, who did we get back? Ridge Holland. He came back. His nose is at least in a, in a place where it doesn't look like it's, you know, uh, off track. It looks like he's close to fully healed or fully healed. And uh, Ricochet lost clean to Sheamus. That's it. That was good. Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura met Jeff Jarrett backstage. Yeah. I'm thinking the same thing. What the hell? <laughs> uh, and Jared complimented Boogs on his quote unquote mighty fine guitar playing. And then some, uh, we, we got Rick Boogs saying Rick Boogs backstage. Fine. I, I didn't love it. Didn't hate it. It was just no, fine. You know, Jeff Jared's backstage. Jeff Jared a- has aged well, I got to say. And it was fine. Nothing really more to uh, to talk about there. Now, let's talk a little bit about Raw, and then we'll wrap things up. We got Nikki A.S.H., who, again, turned on on Rhea Ripley, as we all knew that happened. But um, the big event was Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins in a a match that uh, saw a disqualification because of the Hurt Business, and it was fine. I think that really the... The biggest highlight of the night, I think, was the Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar promo package. That was something that didn't even occur, but was produced. And it was the best. <laughs> it was the best part of the night. And it, I thought it was a very average Raw. Um, and then uh, Dewdrop and Becky defeat Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan on Raw. Kevin Owens defeated Zami, uh, Damian Priest. I think Kevin Owens could win the, uh, the, Universal, the United States Championship shortly. Chad Gable hosted the graduation ceremony, if you remember, where we saw RK-Bro interfere, and we had uh, Chad Gable take an RKO. Austin Theory defeated Finn Balor after hitting the ATL, but before the match, Vince threatened to break every bone in Theory's body if he failed to win. Just this, this nonsense of Vince doesn't stop. It's uh, I'm not, I was going to compare Vince to uh, Joe Biden in terms of just mental competency at this point. You know, you know what? Let me make that comparison. Okay. Regardless of what side of the aisle you fall on politically, Democrat, Republican, whatever, don't care. The, the fact is, objectively, you look at Joe Biden, he's mentally declining. Period. Right? He just is. Look at his press conferences. They're all a disaster. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, you know, going to sway you one way or the other politically. That's not my point. I'm just I'm hesitant when I talk about political figures or anything political because it's so sensitive these days. But just objectively looking at the man, Joe Biden, he's he's in some kind of regression mentally. It's kind of the same way with Vince. It's like watching Joe Biden run Monday Night Raw. That's what this feels like. And it's like he forgets things. He mumbles. He says half sentences. You need subtitles. That's Vince McMahon. It's it's uh, Joe Biden in disguise. And it's really a shame because of how sharp Vince was and how good of an on-screen character he was to see him just for whatever reason, feeling that he needs to come back for Austin theory on a weekly basis, feeling that that's going to get him over. I, yeah, I don't think so Vince, because listen to the reaction for Austin theory. Like there's booze, but it's, it's not really doing much for him. People are just very confused by this more than anything. They're not looking at this going, Oh man, he's in segments with Vince. He must be a, he's going to be a big deal. Let's, let's give him a reaction. No, they're looking at this going, why is Vince back again after all this time? 
to do what with Austin Theory? Like, this is very confusing. So fans are more confused than going along with the rub that Vince is supposed to be giving him. It's not working. It's not working. So, all right. Uh, let's see. Nikki A.S.H. again attacked Rhea Ripley. Omos defeated Reggie via pinfall. Beth Phoenix refused Maurice's request to cancel the Royal Rumble mixed tag match. And the Street Profits and Mysterios defeat the Dirty Dogs, Commander Aziz, and Apollo Crews after Montez Ford hit Cruz with a frog splash. So that's your rundown of Monday Night Raw. And uh, yes, it's a rundown, not a detailed analysis, because we already have a detailed analysis. Uh, so that is your week in review. And I really encourage you to check out the news brief that we did again earlier today, because it ran through five big things that can happen on Monday Night Raw, or really even shortly thereafter, maybe the Raw after Rumble or at the Rumble itself. Some really interesting, uh, really interesting um, possibilities. And those are all from sportskeeda.com. Not going to take credit for it at all. That's where it all came from. So I'd encourage you to go listen to that or check out the article on Sportskeeda. They had, did a really nice job of coming up with some possibilities. Some are more realistic than others. No question. Some of them I just shook my head and go, yeah, that's zero chance of that happening. But um, definitely fun conversation starters and fun to discuss nonetheless. So that is your week in review. I'll be back on Tuesday night with a guest host, at least in part. Not for the whole show, but in part, I will be doing a guest host spot, and uh, you'll hear who that is on Tuesday night, and then Wednesday's your mailbag, and look out, guys. It's the mailbag with Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling fans, so please send in your questions to mailbag at wwepodcast.com, and then we're going to be doing a preview and prediction show Friday night. Yes, Friday night, we're going to be doing a preview and prediction show. I'm going to try to get a co-host for that as well. I think you know who I'm thinking about, so I'm going to see if she is available. No promises, um, but I'll see if she's available. And then Saturday is the big day. The, uh, the Royal Rumble uh, review will be coming hopefully late Saturday night, if not Sunday at some point. I know that uh, it's kind of a weird time. I'm still not used to the Saturday deal. So, everybody, thank you so much. Please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and also going ad-free on Patreon or on Apple Podcasts. So thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, take care. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash wwepodcast. Until then, we'll see you next time. Let's talk about supplements for just a minute. The market of supplements is overcrowded, right? It's oversaturated. There's too many to choose from. You just don't know which one you want. You don't know which one's effective, what has potential harmful side effects. Well, I have one that I can tell you with confidence is not only not going to give you any of those negative side effects, but also will provide you with the energy that's sustainable. It doesn't have those crashes. And the product I'm talking about is called Energy Boost. It's from a company called Vitali Boost, and they sell a bunch of other great products. But you can check out the website at vitaliboost.com. That's V-I-T-A-L-I boost.com. So what makes Energy Boost so great? Well, it's made from natural, clinically researched ingredients that include caffeine, B vitamins, and other energy-stimulating nutrients. And it's perfect whether you're working out, gaming, studying, or during those intimate times with your partner. Not only does Energy Boost give you sustained, powerful energy, it's also specifically formulated to avoid those negative effects that I was talking about that some people experience with just consuming caffeine alone. I, I'm a massive coffee drinker. I can tell you the crash is no fun, right? We all know that. Those of us that are Starbucks affectionados or um, wherever you may get your coffee, we all know what that does. This is not going to give you that crash. And Vitality Boost, by the way, is a leader in the supplement uh, energy market. And customers absolutely love them. Right now, they have a 92% five-star review on JudgeMe. It's a third-party review platform that only accepts reviews from verified purchases. So you know they're not just creating these manufactured, uh, manufactured reviews. These are real people reviewing the product, honestly. And 92% is a, an amazing, amazing uh, five-star rating review. So... Check out Energy Boost today, risk-free. You can go to VitaliBoost.com. Again, that's V-I-T-A-L-I, Boost.com. You use our promo code, WWE, 
for a discount. But if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the science behind Energy Boost, visit my Vitaly Boosts health guide at vitalyboost.com. Uh, again, V-I-T-A-L-I boost.com. And right there, you'll find information from peer-reviewed academic journals about the active ingredients in all of Vitaly Boost supplements. All of these supplements, by the way, are made in the United States. That's cool. And a reminder, go to vitalyboost.com and use our promo code WWE. You'll get a discount on the Energy Boost and all of their other great supplements. So don't miss out, guys. Go check out Energy Boost. And again, it's vitalyboost.com. V-I-T-A-L-I boost.com. So you guys know I don't do a whole lot of clothing brand partnerships unless I really believe in them. And I found one of those today that I want to share with you because it's really inspiring. It's called Hustle, Grind, Grow. So the website is hustlegrindgrow.com. And who they are is really simple. They're a brand that represents people who are willing to do what other people aren't. What that means is relentlessly pushing through every obstacle to achieve your goal and reach the next level for whatever you're trying to achieve. It's for people who refuse to be outworked by anyone else. Hustle, Grind, Grow it can be applied to many different areas of your life from working towards graduation or getting your job, that job promotion that you've wanted, working out, or even starting a new job that others felt was out of your reach. This brand, their goal is to inspire you to remember that you are capable of greatness. And all you need to do is get some hustle, grind, and grow gear, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. So what kind of gear do they have? And what kind of gear do they have? Very simply, hoodies and t-shirts. And on these t-shirts and these hoodies, what does it say? Things like hard work works, change is inevitable, growth is optional. There are also others that just have the brand on it and say hustle, grind, grow. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee. This gear will inspire you and it will inspire others as they see what you are working for and towards. So check out hustlegrindgrow.com. You can also find them on Instagram at hustlegrindgrow1 or TikTok at hustlegrindgrow1. So check out their gear. It will inspire you. And I can guarantee that you'll be placing an order soon once you see what they have to offer. So check out hustlegrindgrow.com. 